Welcome to the Flourish Heights podcast, made for women by women. I'm your host, Valerie Adjamine, women's health dietitian and the founder of Flourish Heights. To be empowered in health starts with a true connection with your body. Together, we are breaking through topics surrounding periods, women's nutrition, body awareness, self-care, and much more. Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the Flourish Heights podcast. Today's episode is the most (laughs) requested topic, intermittent fasting. And not only that, I get clients, strangers, friends asking me about it all the time. They'll be like, Valerie, what do you think about intermittent fasting? Will it help me lose weight? Will it boost my energy? And so much more. So ladies, 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 I am finally here to answer all of your burning questions around intermittent fasting, this time with a special guest whom you might have already seen or following on the gram. She is known as The Nutrition Tea Online and goes by Shauna Spence, New York City-based dietitian with an all-foods fit approach. Her platform focuses on health at every size, non-weight-centric related, and she is always ready to debunk the nonsense, okay? And she does so with sass and class and the science. So sit back, relax, grab something to drink. I know you're going to love this one. Shauna, the nutrition tea y'all is here. Welcome to the show. I'm super honored to have you on. Oh, thank you for the invite. I'm excited. I know I, this is, this is great. And we've been connected on the gram and social for so long. So it <laughs> feels so great to have you finally. Yes. I'm excited to be here. I know it's like great to actually like talk and not just <laughs> through just comment media. on each other. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So why don't you introduce yourself to our incredible listeners? Tell them who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Shauna. And I'm a dietitian based in New York, and I like to specialize for, so I say, in the weight-inclusive, non-diet, community health approach, which is like a very large bubble, um, mainly because I work in public health. Mm -hmm. Um, That's actually like my nine to five. So I like to do sort of an intersection on like community, public health related topics, as well as going through a non-diet weight inclusive approach. So that's sort of why my social media looks the way it does. Because <laughs> people are always like, wow, you talk about this social determinants of health a lot. I'm like, yeah, because that's sort of my job. So and you do a great job at it. And I love your page. And guys, you've probably already seen Shauna's page. Like it's, it's incredible. It's thank, incredible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Try to add I, all the things. <laughs> and you keep it real. Like you're literally one of my top favorites. I mean, like top, top in the world of health and wellness. Cause you bring, you bring the sass with the class, like oh, no BS, <laughs> no BS, all evidence-based. You're always keeping it real, which is why I just, I just love you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> so Shauna, I love this tweet you shared um, some months back as a, uh, it was like a friendly reminder type of post that you did. And you, you share this um, pretty often about hunger cues, which I feel ties in very well into today's topic on intermittent fasting. Mm. So I quote, um, I quote here, we look and feel for the growling stomach 
but miss the other cues our bodies are giving us. Other signs can include decreased attention, lack of concentration, headaches, brain fog, and or decreased energy levels. Instead of just drinking water or going for a walk to distract yourself or whatever diet culture tells you to do. See, that's the sass in the class coming in. Mm -hmm. Eat something. (laughs) You said eat food. And that's exactly like my sentiments all the time. We all needed this reminder because we're we're just so busy with our routines. Um, So oftentimes we don't even realize our bodies are like constantly talking to us, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the thing, I think, because sometimes it's not even just like dieting or restricting food on purpose. We're just busy adults. And it can literally just be either, you know, you're working really hard, and you just kind of forget to eat. And then I notice that people always gravitate towards coffee. Um, And I'm and I'm saying this as someone who went through this myself, like I used to be the coffee only drinker in the mornings. And I would always say, Oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. I need like a second cup of coffee, or a third or a fourth food. It's like, what? Speaking for myself. Um, Exactly, exactly. So it's sort of mind boggling, because, you know, even just speaking with people or like, different clients. And they're always saying, you know, I just don't have the energy. Um, I'm eating the wrong food. And then when you really chat with them, you're like, you're not eating enough food. You're not even (laughs) eating enough. Exactly. And that's the thing, because we're always told that we're eating so much by society. Um, You know, every single article is about the overconsumption and how Americans are eating so much food. And when you really talk with people, they're not eating enough throughout the day. And our bodies are signaling to us, you know, like I said, it's not always a growling stomach, but sometimes we can feel super lethargic. And when you think about it, it's like, oh, I haven't eaten, maybe let me get some calories in my body, you know, so just a friendly reminder, people to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Just a friendly Just reminder. A friendly to eat. reminder. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, you guys, as I said, today is all about intermittent fasting, and I'm not gonna lie, I've been putting off this episode, which is like highly requested. Oh, okay, highly requested by the people, and <laughs> the reason, honestly, is because I just needed the perfect guest to tackle this topic with me. So, I'm pumped to do this with you. So. Um, I know you have a lot to say, Shauna, and I'm going to just briefly break down what intermittent fasting is for our listeners before we mm-hmm. jump in. But just generally, what are your what are your initial thoughts? I know you probably have so much and I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure like, you know, I'm curious to know if you get questions um, a lot around this topic or like if I know you're um, you know, you you're in the media quite a lot. If the press hits you up to like talk about intermittent fasting. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that I always say is I don't want to hate on specific things um, because, you know, people always say, well, it works for me. And it's like, you know what, fine, you know, because sometimes depending on say, um, whether some folks have like something like ADHD, where certain medications Mm -hmm. kind of mess with their hunger, fullness cues or other, you know, events mess with that, sometimes we need to be told specific times to eat. And, you know, if you need that schedule, I'm going to say fine. But for the mass majority of people that I have encountered, we don't. Um, I feel like intermittent fasting is tied into weight loss or like a fad weight loss 
Yeah. Uh, And that's the issue because we, you know, we're also, like I mentioned before, always being told that we as a society are just getting larger because we're over consuming. And like I said, I think that that's doing more damage than good because, excuse me, we're being told to do all of these tactics and they don't work. Um, And you know, one is because of fat phobia. Like, you know, when I say work, that's in quotations. (laughs) I just want to make that clear. Um, you know, and the second is because we feel like if we see a celebrity doing it, or we see an influencer doing it, we want to try these things. And we don't have, we don't have the means to do that. You know, I know that, um, like influencers too, that you see on social media, we have to remember there's photoshopping, There's um, all these apps that can like kind of distort images. And, you know, now there's like a huge AI thing that I really honestly don't understand, but I know that it's like not real. (laughs) That's, that's sort of what I come to, what it comes down to. So we have to really be careful of what we're trying to emulate, Um, you know, because a lot of times you'll see celebrities doing things like what a celebrity eats during the day or, you know, for a day and people are like, okay, I'm going to try that but they don't have the means, you know, I don't either. Like these people are rich, <laughs> like, right. you know, so we they have, they to have people that. cooking for them. Okay. Exactly. If One I, day, Lord, bless me, they, bless me with that opportunity. <laughs> literally. That's it's what I always say. If I won the lottery or something, I would, I, cause I hate cooking. Is that the first, and... <laughs> the first person you'd hire? Seriously. Seriously. So I get it. I get it. But also, you know, we have to remember that you know, we're, we're working, we don't have, you know, some people don't have like help. So it's, you know, like what they do will, won't always work for us, nor should it, because, you know, um, this is a much larger topic, but a lot of them are doing things that are quite disordered, which aren't right. good for the body as well. So that was very long-winded, but um, no, that was great. I, yeah. It's just to recap. I don't, don't think that intermittent fasting is necessary for everyone. I'll just say that. Like, I don't want to say that it doesn't work for some people because some people swear by it. And yeah, you know, I don't know you as an individual, but you know, I don't think the masses need it. <laughs> and and we'll get into um, mm-hmm. the disordered eating side of things too, because I have questions around that. Yeah. But yeah. to break it down to the listeners. Um, so there are three different types of intermittent fasting that I know of. Shana might know more. I can't keep up these days. So we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of it. But mm-hmm. the most popular one, guys, um, that's the 16-8 method, which is basically like a time-restricted feeding. So the idea here is that you have an eight-hour window to eat and then you fast for 16 hours. So for example, if you've um, if you've done this before, maybe you are eating, um, you know, only between like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. or you're doing like a 12 to 8 um, window. I know some people do are like the 2 to 10 p.m., which um, first of all, I'm like, y'all don't get hungry. Like, yeah, stop, exactly. stop, stop playing with me. <laughs> so, <Exactly>. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, you know, if it, hey, like Sha- uh, Shauna said, like, you know, I know it people say like, you know, it works for them. It works for them. So here's a question for you. Um, why do you think it's, it's so glamorized? You touched a little bit on it. Um, but, and you also, you know, answered the question of like, should people be doing it? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's glamorized because it's just another way where we know that diet, like the word is like, not 
cool anymore to say, you know, like back in like the early 2000s or 90s, like, you know, everyone was dieting and it was sort of like glamorized. And now we're saying, okay, diets don't work. So we're not going to call them a diet. We're going to call them a lifestyle. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's sort of what intermittent fasting is kind of touted as like, no, it's not a diet. This is a lifestyle. This will work for everybody. And it's like, no, it does not work for everybody. Right. Like you said, aren't you hungry? And (laughs) I think that a lot of times, you know, our bodies are giving us cues that, Hey, I could use some food and, you know, we sort of ignore them. Like I remember even before I became a dietitian, like when I was in college, I would read all the magazines and they were like, Oh, if you think you're hungry, just drink water. Or like eat an apple. Like, and if you don't (laughs) eat an apple, that means you're not hungry. And I think about that. I'm just like, what if I don't want an apple, but I can like still be hungry. Don't eat, (laughs) don't eat then. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, and I think, you know, and I think we do know the difference between like thirst and hunger. I'll say most of us do, because I know people will always, you know, have something to say. So I'm, you know, like I said, if it works for you, that's fine. But I think many of us know when we're thirsty and know when we're hungry. Um, mm-hmm. So I always think those things are kind of, um, it's it's just a form of disordered eating. You know, when you think about it, it's like ignore what your body's telling you and go by these external cues instead. And I think that right. that's the problem when people are trying to build like or develop a healthy relationship with food and really try to think about that intuitiveness. Um, you know, if you're looking into intuitive eating, that's, that's sort of kind of the opposite, right? Because we're looking at windows of time and what if you are exercising a ton, right. And you mm-hmm. like, you know, and you get home late or maybe, you know, you just miss the window somehow, you're just ignoring your body's cues. Like that's not, you know, and I personally always think of someone who has diabetes or, you know, when, and everyone, we should be eating consistently, right. To control our blood sugars and the spikes. And so I think of just waiting and holding off eating and then like consuming in this like narrow window of time and then not eating after that. It's, it doesn't quite make sense to me. Um, so that's, that's sort of what I think about when I, when I hear this advice and, you know, like I said, I'm not arguing if you swear by it, but it doesn't make sense for me. And I think we can, I think we can do better with lifestyle (laughs) advice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's so true. Um, I, I, I've had some past clients, um, who've told me like, you know, before we started working together, oh, my doctor, you know, prescribe, like it didn't work for them, which is why Mm -hmm. we ended up working together. But they're like, my doctor, you know, prescribe intermittent fasting, you know, they said it can help with my cholesterol level. And, Mm. you know, I've seen other claims as well, just generally, um, you know, around like boosting energy or promoting Mm -hmm. longevity, longevity is like this big thing right now. Or, um, of course, weight loss is in the bunch, it's always going to be in the bunch. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's the main reason why most people are doing it anyway. Um, But I've also seen like, uh, you know, just reducing energy. And I'm I'm just wondering if you've seen, um, you know, some of those claims, especially like, you know, on oh, 100%. The and doctors, you know, it's interesting, because I often wonder why doctors kind of promote it. And, you know, it's, it's really, it's interesting, because um, 
I saw this on someone else's Instagram and I wish I remembered the dietitian, um, uh, you know, to give them credit, but I, I resonated with this because within like the health field, there's like a hierarchy of who we take advice from, right? Like right. medical, even though you and I are also health professionals, I feel like we're at the, not like sort of bottom of like the totem pole. Girl, we um, at the bottom. Exactly. Because <laughs> Say what not, it is. <laughs> like, like <laughs> trying to give the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> no, girl, say what it is. <laughs> But like doctors are always going to be on top. And listen, we need doctors. This is not saying we don't need doctors. We don't need physicians or whatever, but they are not dietitians. Mm -hmm. And I have to keep reminding people they get like a semester and I'm actually friends with um, uh, someone uh, uh, who is like in medical school and she just finished her nutrition course. She was like, Shauna, it was like, I think a total of six hours and she and I was just wow. like, and you know, so this is why why are these people giving you know, uh, nutrition advice? And it's they also have an agenda. And I'm not saying dietitians are perfect by any means, but we definitely like our whole schooling revolves around nutrition and food. So it it's kind of mind boggling when people are like, well, my doctor said this, so I'm going to ignore what you said. And it's like, okay, but your doctor only had six hours of nutrition, right. but you know, you do you. Um, do you boo. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's, I always wonder why, why these doctors who are promoting intermittent fasting and like you said, I think the majority of it is weight loss. Um, I, you know, I also had one client who said that her doctor recommended it for diabetes. I almost fainted. I was like, wow. Ooh. Oh God. You know, like we, I had to, I had to kind of reintroduce the whole concept of eating consistently. And because her doctor recommended this for diabetes, I was like, what were they thinking? Um, so it, I don't, I don't understand. Um, why they do that it just doesn't make sense because it's it's and now we're seeing studies where we're seeing that it's not proven effective but you know it's still being promoted so I often wonder what like this hidden agenda is I don't I don't understand but you know doctors will do what what they're gonna do so and speaking of the studies, I mean, mm-hmm. so a lot of the health claims are are based on animal studies. And, oh and then yep. on top of that, there are limited like human studies that mm-hmm. exist on intermittent fasting. And for those that do, the, the results are just like incredibly mixed. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not really sure, like you said, why there's just a, a lot of like um, emphasis or a lot of promotions you know, um, around this way of eating. Um, but, and and then also the ones that are out there to add, you know, on top of that, um, it's very limited to women. There's not a lot of studies around women. I mean, I've seen like studies on like, Mm -hmm. you know, female rats, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, like we're, we're, we identify with rats, like really, (laughs) you know, is yeah. Like, Anyway, so let's talk about the cons since we've already started the cons of intermittent fasting. Um, you mentioned a little bit about, um, you know, like disordered eating, things like that. But, you know, what are some downsides to following um, an eating routine like this? I think it's also it kind of um, sort of messes with your mental state a little bit, because I think something as 
something that's so heavily promoted. Um, when you feel like it's not working or you're questioning your, you know, willpower or things like that, because you're like, okay, I, I'm only eating between what was it like 12 and eight, but Mm -hmm. I wake up at like 8am and go for a run and oh my gosh, like something's wrong with me because I'm hungry before 12. And it's like, well, because you need food. (laughs) And um, I think sometimes people, uh, you know, they think that something's wrong with them because they don't have the willpower, you know, like, why isn't this working? Why, why am I always thinking about food? And if you're always thinking about food, that's such a signal that you're not eating enough. Right. Um, And so that's sort of with intermittent fasting, I noticed that because it's so popular and because a lot of doctors seem to be promoting it, people just think, oh my gosh, why isn't this working? You know, I'm, I'm always thinking about food, you know, and, and one of my clients, she was like, I, you know, I'm looking at the clock for it to strike. I think, I think hers was like between one and nine or something like that. She's like, I'm looking at the clock waiting for one, oh you my know, gosh, that's and it's awful. just like, oh my God, you know, and it's Ugh. just so, and so that's definitely a con. I feel like both physically and also mentally, because it really right. messes with your mind, you know, and, and I remember, you know, I didn't do intermittent fasting, but when I was doing all that, you know, disordered eating, you know, way back in the day, I had the same thought when, when my body was like literally rejecting the diet because I wasn't eating enough. I thought something was wrong with me. Cause that's what you think. You're like, why can't I adapt to this? And it's because you're not supposed to, <laughs> um, you know, our body needs food to survive. And so, you know, that's, that's a huge thing with intermittent fasting, especially because there's only certain windows of time, you know, it's, it's just very problematic, I think. Um, and because it's so glamorized, I think it messes with a lot of people thinking, oh my gosh, why can't I do this? Um, so that's, that's a big problem. I love that you mentioned that. And I'm just thinking like, if you have a window from like eight to four and mm-hmm. you got a hot date at six, do, do you exactly. go to the, do you go to the date and not eat? Can you imagine <laughs> just sitting there and like, like oh my gosh, because, awful. and you know, I don't want to be that person. And this might, <laughs> this might be like way off topic, but I know like when I, cause like I'm on all the apps myself now. And I remember mm-hmm. literally talking to this guy and he was talking about how he was intermittent fasting. Oh, and gosh. I remember, and it just made me laugh. Um, I felt bad for him, but he was like, he didn't want to meet after a certain time because he was just like, yeah, like I'm doing intermittent fasting. So, and I was just like, oh, so you're only dating between such and such time. And he was like, yeah. Was oh like, my okay. gosh. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. That did not work out, right? <laughs> no. Okay. Cause girl, like what? But yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, you know, a lot of women reach out to me cause they want to, you know, improve their energy levels. And, mm-hmm. and after just, um, one session, I immediately realized like they're not eating enough, kind of like what we've been talking Mm -hmm. about. And so I came across this um, systematic review, systematic review um, that found that individuals who follow this way of eating complained of things like constipation and headaches and, you know, lack of energy and a lack of concentration. And I'm like, you know, surprise, surprise. (laughs) I'm going to be energized and and thrive in your day. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, how can you, if you're, you know, feeling these, you know, this way and, and getting all these types of, um, you know, symptoms. It's crazy. 
it yeah it's just it's sort of mind-boggling because even I, I know we're not talking about gut health but just you know gut health is also another buzzword and I often find again people complain of gut issues and you yeah, see yeah. that they're not eating and it's like food people food you know so yeah because because yeah. even it, that's a great point because you know those digestive issues like like, so you're in a window and then mm-hmm. you start eating again. By this time, you're probably like super hungry. Maybe you're binging and then you're consuming large volumes of food in one exactly. sitting. So mm-hmm. you're probably going to be feeling like that discomfort of like, you know, gas and the cramping and the the bloating and the abdominal pain. And, and that's no fun. Like mm-hmm. it, there, it's so much more to just like the focus on on the weight loss. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Is that enough cons? I feel like we can I know, go right. I go on and on and on and on. Oh gosh. Okay. So, um, can intermittent fasting? I just just briefly. You you went into this also, but can it trigger disordered eating and even then lead to an eating disorder? You talk about the mental um, mm-hmm. effects of it. you know, disordered eating is very normalized in our society. And I, I will shout it from the rooftops, like it's, it's become so normalized that we don't even realize um, we're doing it, you know, and, and um, things like cutting out food groups, unnecessarily, I might add, obviously, if you have like an allergy, that's one thing. But you know, cutting out foods and food groups just unnecessarily, it's, that's not, normal. (laughs) Um, you know, and, and again, like only looking at a clock determining, you know, when to eat and when to stop that also is not necessary. And so I think that often it's hard to differentiate because disordered eating is just so normalized that even when you point it out to people, they're like, yeah, but you know, they'll just say, well, that's what works for me. And it's like, is it? Because like you said, you're, you know, when you're consuming all these large volumes of food and then now it's like, oh, there's a problem with my gut. And then when we do like, when we look at all these little clues, clues, it leads into these disordered habits. Um, And same thing with eating disorders. Like I actually did um, a talk a few days ago. And when we're thinking about um, eating disorders and disordered eating, the only difference really is that one is needs like a clinical definition from like, Mm -hmm. you know, the DSM five, but they are very much intertwined. And I think that people don't realize how intertwined they are. Like one, you really is only just a clinical diagnosis that many people don't receive because of stigma. Um, so Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and I think people are scared to say eating disorders, but I think we need to start talking more about eating disorders. Like, again, I think we're very consumed with the quote unquote, you know, obesity epidemic in this country. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, can we look at eating disorders? Like people are also dying from, (laughs) from that, you know? So it's, it's, it's sort of mind boggling. Um, but yes, to your question, I very much think that it could lead to that because, disordered eating and is a very thin, thin line between disordered eating and eating disorders. Um, so it's, it's, it's very much caution. <laughs> like yeah. one of those cartoons where you're holding like a caution sign. That's, that's sort of, Oh what my I gosh. Think. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you for breaking that down for us. Um, mm-hmm. Just to like, um, piggyback on what you said, 
I want to make a quick point um, about, you know, around um, women's health and, and fertility and things like that. Now, I know the argument sometimes is, you know, well, intermittent fasting isn't really a restrictive, quote unquote, restrictive diet. Mm-hmm. But like, here's a hot take. Like there's there's no calorie restriction. Um like, yeah, there's no calorie restriction during that eating window, but it can be limiting and result in you not eating depending on, you know, how busy you are, et cetera, et cetera. Now Mm -hmm. that said, just to our listeners, like if you're not getting enough to eat, you're likely not getting enough of the, you know, that fat that you need, the healthy fats or the fats or, you know, whatever the protein, the carbs, these essential, these essential key nutrients to support fertility. And we talk more about that um, in episode 16. So yes, like, although you're not eating this specific window, and it's not quote unquote, restrictive, that's why I like what you said about, you know, how people say it's a lifestyle, it's not a diet. But when you Mm -hmm. get come down to it, it really, really is a diet. diet. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have people that are also like, Oh, yeah, I'm doing it, you know, to help with my metabolism. But we know, Mm -hmm. the science tells us like, if you're regularly fasting for like, long periods of time that can actually um, have a negative impact on your metabolism. And and that's a fact. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, this was such a great breakdown, but you know, yeah, there's just so much around this topic. Sean and I can go on and on, on and on. (laughs) (laughs) So as we're kind of wrapping this up, I want to know what are your top nutrition tea tips that you want to share with our Flourish Heights listeners? Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, we talk a lot about like diets and things like that. But, you know, as dietitians, obviously, we do care about nutrition and health and, you know, all that stuff. And so I would I always give the advice of not thinking in terms of restricting what you can eat. I think of what can I add to my day? to maybe have more energy, maybe, you know, fiber, right? If we we know that like Americans aren't getting enough fiber as a whole, right? So it's like, what foods can I add to my day that I actually enjoy? That's also the big one, <laughs> not like mm-hmm. force feeding, you know, how can I add more vegetables, fruits, things like that. So I always give that advice, you know, listen, what can I add? Stop thinking of it in terms of subtraction only, think of it as addition, um, you know, really think that. about, yeah, it's, it's just so important because if we're only thinking of what we can't do, you know, that's just like the teenage angst in us all coming out. Like if you tell us no, like obviously we're going to try to, you know, rebel and that's right. what our body is doing. Um, same thing also with our mental health. Like, I think that oftentimes stress, we don't emphasize stress in our lives enough or, you know, try to find, um, ways to work to decrease our stress. You know, we're always thinking of what we're not eating or what we're eating too much of, or, oh my gosh, I didn't exercise, but also like stress, like stress plays such a huge role in how our body feels, um, you know, our physicality, our mental state. So I always tell people like really try to work on stress levels um, getting enough sleep. Like I I'm saying this, but I'm also trying to take my own advice, <laughs> especially <laughs> with sleep, you know? So yeah. I think those are just such important things to think about, um, as far as like a non-restrictive way to think about an actual lifestyle. 
Um, you know, what can I add to my day? What in my life is stressful? How can I work on stress? You know, and I, I think those are the most important um, things to think about in and terms it, of health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. And it's so I mean, like easier said than done. I was about to say it's oh, simple. Course, Maybe some people, you know, like we need to work on some things. Everybody has like that one thing you're, you need to work on. But I, I what I heard in that is like just getting down to the basics. Mm hmm which is something we can all work towards. Exactly. Exactly. Like, it, I think that we're, you know, and like I said, this is just very generalized, but I think overall we have complicated eating and even exercising to a point where it's just becoming very, like, it's like this massive confusion. How should I eat? Like, this is bad for me. But then the next day it's, you know, people, on one side, and there's nothing wrong with being a vegan. I just want to say that, but we have like pe folks who are vegan. And then we, on the other side, we have folks that are like on this carnivore diet and it's like, you know, there's <laughs> always these extremes. And I just want to say, I'm not, you know, I vegan being vegan is totally fine. Like, I just want to keep saying that, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's just so interesting to me. You have to, cause they'll oh, take it the wrong way. Yeah, you know, yeah. how everybody takes it, everything exactly. the wrong way. And that's, and that's the thing. It's like, you said oh, this gosh. and I'm like, no disclaimer. disclaimer. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's just, it's just sort of like mind boggling the extremes, you know? So no, it's great. It's, yeah. That, that was the point of that. <laughs> Well, I definitely co-sign everything that you said. Thank you for breaking down all that we need to know around intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. You guys, this is Shauna. Tell us where we can keep up with you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm pretty easy to find. The nutrition tea is like on all my socials. <laughs> so that's, you can find me everywhere. Um, Instagram, I have like Facebook page. Um, it's also my website trying to figure out TikTok. I don't know. I might leave that <laughs> for the younger folks, but Twitter. Oh my gosh, hilarious. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> yes. The nutrition tea guys, we're going to link her information in the show notes. Make sure you keep up with her. Um, so this is one last question we like to ask all of our guests, mm -hmm. Shauna, and that is how do you flourish? I would say I take it day to day um, because I think that what I used to do was strive towards perfection and like, you know, planning my day exactly. And when things didn't go what, how I wanted it to go, it was just, you know, I became very overwhelmed. So my motto is taking it day by day and also knowing that rest is productive. That's, you know. I think that's so important that we kind of forget because we're in this hustle and grind society and oh, it's like we it. need to rest. You know, it's okay. It's okay to not do anything. <laughs> I love that. I'm learning this. <laughs> rest is productive, y'all. Rest is productive. Thank you so much, Shauna, for coming to the show. You're incredible. I'm so happy we got a chance to connect and break down intermittent fasting for the people. You're yes. awesome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. I absolutely loved this episode with Shauna and I hope you did too. She did a wonderful job of breaking down everything you need to know about intermittent fasting. So if you love this episode and you found it helpful and you're feeling informed, please take one minute to leave a podcast rating and review and share it with all your girlfriends. Okay. It would be so appreciated. And guys, we're almost at episode 50. I seriously 
cannot believe it, but I am super pumped. So stay tuned for it. It's going to be a great time. All right. Thanks for tuning in to our episode today. We will catch up soon. And until then, keep flourishing. Thank you.